John Ubaldi with Ubaldi Reports. With me, as always, is my good friend and co-host, Joe Bitts. How's it going, Joe? Uh, great, John. And make sure everybody knows that they can go to UbaldiReports.com. That's right. You can do that. And they can get all your great articles. Yeah, and it's smattered across the, the website. But basically, you can hit politics, go down and see some of the articles I've written. And should they go to Ubaldi Reports, John? What's the difference between you, say, Fox News or... I think the main difference is... I just provide fact. Yeah. Even though we, okay, even though I may lean center right, yeah. these are the facts, and it's up to you to make a decision whether you agree with my analysis or not regarding those facts. But I don't change anything. These are just the facts are the facts. Yeah, I think we got up, we got together with our editor slash everything, and then he, and we're doing like a Fox and Friends thing. So is this going to be like Ubaldi and Friends? Basically what it is going to be, instead of just, if you look Fox and Friends or some of the, the morning talk show hosts, they just get loose. They just kind of talk about what happened during their day, how they came home from, let's say they went to work, yeah, how they got there. For me, today was a day I had to work. I worked 7 to 4.30 at Chick-fil-A. Here is my dilemma today. Oh. I don't know if it's really a dilemma, but... Remember, Joe works as he's a government worker. And... So I got done with the route, got back. I was a little bit behind schedule because I was just cleaning. I had the day before off. So I'm just like cleaning up a little bit. Uh, And then I'm like, okay, all done. Check out. And then I clock out of work. And as I'm walking out, you just hear, and it's just dumping water. Yeah. And I'm like, oh, crap. And I'm like, and I'm deciphering a little bit because I'm no longer a Marine. So I'm, I don't have to stay in this weather. Oh, that's right. In the Marine Corps, we don't have umbrellas. Yeah. Not only do we not have umbrellas, it's you're, you're going to get mocked if you if you even hide under a tree of some oh, sort. Oh, my gosh, yes. But uh, so I'm looking at it. I'm like, screw it. So I, I walk in there. I walk through the rain, hop in my truck, start it, go, and I'm gone. A couple miles down the road, it clears up. I'm like, okay, I got to go pick up my kid. Cool. So I go pick her up, and then I'm like, oh, I got to go to the grocery store real quick. So I go to the grocery store, and it's almost like this rain followed me. It was just like, oh, we're not done with you yet, buddy. I remember doing that. I went to Publix, which is a grocery store out here in Florida. Yeah, which we love. And I remember go shopping, and they come out, and it was like the deluge just damn just burst. And I'm like, how long? Okay. Do I wait it out? Because usually when it rains like that, 15, 20 minutes later, it didn't stop. So I'm like, oh, crap. So then I had to make the running dash to the truck. And you try to, and every time you try to hit your lock to get it open, so yeah. it, something doesn't work right away. Here's another thing, too. Is so umbre- uh, Publix offers umbrellas. Like, they offer you an umbrella. I'm pretty sure it's like uh, Honor System return the umbrella. but And they're not the greatest. Um- of course not. But it, it's do. still an umbrella. So, you know, I got my baby girl. I was like, I got I, I got to get home. I waited out there. I tried to wait out the rain as much as possible. And I'm like, you know, I just forget it. So I could have done one of two things. I could see my truck from the parking lot. I'm like literally like the second or third spot, center row. And I got a clear shot. I could be like, I can leave my daughter here. Give her my phone for a few seconds as I jet into the truck, turn it on, come on through, and pick her up on the side because I got this overhang. All right. And I'm, I'm still waffling on this. I'm like, do I really? Ain't no seconds. Seconds count in this. And then all of a sudden, I see people putting back umbrellas. I was like, okay, let me take this umbrella. And I get a broken umbrella. But the thing is, it's not like it's caved in or anything like that. You just need to hold it very high so it doesn't collapse all the time. So I use that. I load up the baby girl. I load up my groceries. Everything's good. She gets wet. She cries. She's like a little princess. And then 
I was like, okay, look, I've been in the rain. I'm still wet from when I was leaving work. So I walk it over and the guy's like, hey, can I use your umbrella? I go, yeah, but you have to hold it. I'm trying to explain to him what he has to do. And he he looks at me, he's like, I know how to work an umbrella. Okay, buddy, here you go. And now he's he's fiddling with it because it's not going all the way up. And he's trying to do that that ram. If I shove it up there really fast, it's going to stick. No, this thing's not sticking. But I was just like, look, man, I tried to tell you and you wanted to be a dick to me. That's like... In Florida, just recently, I think last or two summers ago, like, that's it. I'm not in the Marines no more. I'm getting in, and I got the big jumbo umbrella. So I stayed, because when I go to my car from my apartment, it's just the way the gutter is and the, the road is in front. There's always puddles. Yeah. And you got this river coming down the middle of the road to uh-huh. get to the truck. So you're trying to step over, and I'm like, screw that. I'm yeah. getting an umbrella. But it reminds me, because in the Marines, umbrella. Yeah. But then it reminds me of another story. When I was working at Chick-fil-A, well, I'm still working at Chick-fil-A, I got my COVID test, got my COVID shots mm. or the vaccination. The first one, no. The second one, I was down. I got it on Tuesday. Didn't sleep much Tuesday night. Yeah. Wednesday, I woke up. I was sluggish. I was like, and so I had to go to work. Yeah. And I worked a, a nine-hour shift. So I finally got my break. I started at 8, got my break at one thirty, and then I got something, a little bite to eat. Then I got something to drink, like my protein shake, and I was good after that. Yeah. So the next, so I told the, ma- the kitchen manager, hey, guys, if you're going to get your COVID, your uh, vaccination, don't do what I did. Get the shot that they going into a day off, not yeah. on the day off. Yeah. So he was saying, oh, my God, you got you looked pale as a ghost. Everybody was worried. We were all worried about you. And I just told him in the Marine Corps. And I was straight with him. I go, I wasn't going to call out sick. And he goes, I know. I told everybody, they're like, here's a guy that's 56 and he works harder than anybody here. Yeah. But I told him in the Marines, and you know this all too well, you don't go to sick bay unless you're dying. Yeah. Because you get like, shunned with oh. this. Yeah. You get shunned sick as like li- a sick bay commando. Oh. Or once. I mean, you, you, you better be dying. You better have a bone protruding out of your skin or you're just like. The only time I went to sick bay flew because I was vomiting. Yeah. Everybody can get that. I had chicken pox, went to sick bay for that. Everybody understands that. <laughs> no one wanted to be around me because I was contagious. So they locked me in a room somewhere for a week. Yeah. But they understood. But if you go to sick bay and don't come back with something like says bed rest or you're dying, you are. Yeah. And he was like, wow, I didn't know that. I had a hernia for crying out loud. I'm still waffling behind. I was like, ah, do I really need to go? I had. I can tuck it back in every so often. I had shoulder surgery in the morning. I got home by 1 p.m. I had a meeting at 5. I was dying, but I got to that meeting. Everybody's you just had surgery. So I really don't know. I So uh, a friend of ours, she texts us or texts me, and she's, by the way, because she's vaccinated and, uh, she's, and I'm waffling. I'm like, I'll get a shot when it's convenient, whether if I go to the VA or, but I'm not doing this two-shot BS because it's the same thing. First shot's good, second shot. So they had the Johnson shot. They just kind of gave it back the thumbs up right after. And it was like, oh, this is in your area. And I'm like, I don't know, maybe. And then they're like, and we have free pizza. And I'm like, done. Free pizza. I got mine at Walgreens. I had the Fice, the Fice shot. Yeah. 
Hey, you show that card, you can get some free Krispy Kreme. Yeah, cream. but the thing is, I don't believe in the vaccine passport. A friend of mine at the gym, he goes, he didn't get his passport. He's not getting the sh- And somebody was just railing on him. And he goes, let me guess. I bet you you support abortion. He goes, yeah, my body, my choice. She didn't have an answer for that one. That's also the same thing with the, you've got the people that are so anti-vaccine. And when you go into the military, yeah, they don't listen to that. You're like, oh, I'm not, I don't believe in vaccines. And they'll laugh at you while they're sticking some gun into your shoulder and giving you a- Were you in boot camp when they had the automatic guns? Yeah, you just walk down the line. I think they still have them. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, but in the military, or like when every time you went overseas- like when we went to Iraq and Afghanistan, oh my God, they lined you up and took every shot's known to man. We're talking about the sick bay stuff. Like I, I get to the fleet and then they get us, they give us our shots for like overseas deployments and stuff like that. And they give us, they give me the typhoid shot and it didn't react to me like it did everybody else. So I had to go to the sick bay and a day of friggin' bed rest because I didn't take the shot well. And like my platoon sergeant, is, oh, here you go, by the way. Here's some homework you need to do while you're sickly or sick. The only time I had bed rest up until I had the, what do you call it, chicken pox, was in boot camp. I had the flu, and I vomited, went to sick bay, and they were showing me how to take the temperatures of everybody, <laughs> electronic. Yeah. So he points it, puts it in my mouth, and he, he puts it my way. So what does the temperature read? Oh, it reads 102. 102, get your freaking ass inside. That was the same. So I got blown up. And then after however many months it was to get me back into the States, it was just kind of, okay, you maintain your doctor's appointments, but you could stay home. All you have to do is call us every morning to let us know to check in. And it's, it seemed like, okay. So I was living off. And then I just started calling in every day. And then I started calling in like once a week. And then I started checking in like once every, twice every two or every one, twice a month. It just got, and then all of a sudden I got like a call out of the blue. Yeah, the the unit's coming back, so you need to get back in here. I was like, okay. Oh, gosh. Yeah, the military is, is it's got some good times. Okay. Uh, you want to talk about the Supreme Court? Well, the first one we're going to do, I want to get to, is President Biden just recently returned today, and this is June 17th, so he returned from his first overseas trip. He went to the G7 summit. He went to a NATO meeting kind of summit. And then his final one was yesterday. He mm-hmm. had one-on-one, I think a couple hour meeting with uh, Russian president, Vladimir Putin. Collusion. Yeah. And it's interesting. It depends who you talk to. There's some people said he did really well. He showcased he's not the Donald Trump. You're right. And I want to talk to you about that. Okay. So it depends who you, he went to Europe to reaffirm that we are belief in NATO because they believe Donald Trump didn't support NATO. Donald Trump did support NATO. He just want the NATO member countries to start paying their fair share, especially Germany, because Germany hasn't paid its 2% and they won't until 2032. Yeah, that's kind of, that's annoying. Okay, so he goes to the, the, and he's well-liked. By all the members. Of course, he, he's diplomatic. Well, not diplomatic, but he's political. Here's the point. He's well-liked, but he didn't get any concessions. He didn't get anything done, except that they said, we're going to be keep an eye on China if it's authoritarian state. 
Was it like a, maybe a flex in a sense where they were like looking at him, evaluating? Where's America right now? I noticed something that I want to bring up after you make your... No, the point is with Joe Biden, they all know Joe Biden because he's been in the Senate since 73 and he spent eight years as vice president. So they know him. Usually the vice president handles foreign affairs. Not really. It just depends. The vice president was a nothing job. Yeah. John Adams said it was the most useless job ever created. And then Henry Wallace, um, who was the vice president for um, Franklin Roosevelt for two terms, said it wasn't worth a spit. It mm-hmm. just wasn't. It wasn't until Jimmy Carter came along where he tasked his vice president, Walter Mondale, to do more substantive things. Okay. Then it just evolved. Then you had George H.W. Bush under Reagan. Then you had Dan Quayle and then Al Gore. And then when George W. Bush came in, Dick Cheney had a great influence in the first four years. Second term, he was scaled back a lot. I always like the idea of either you won, you have a co-president versus a vice president, or you you double up. Like the president has a co-president, the vice president has a vice president. That was the debate that was going on when Reagan ran in 1980, when he won before the nomination, when they used to, they really announced who the vice president was at the convention or leading into the convention. And at the 1980 convention up in Detroit, Michigan, there was a possibility that Ford was going to be, you want Reagan wanted Ford as vice president. Yeah. And then they were debating about doing this. And then I think Ford was pushing for a co-president. And Reagan said, no, that's a bit too far. I like that idea because you you have a guy that's the face and you have a guy that's doing a business. That's what your other cabinet secretaries are for. And that's what your chief of staff is for. Yeah, but I think upgrade them a little bit because. The only reason I would disagree with that is you need one leader. And that was where it came to, because at that time, it was seen as, because of Jimmy Carter, his ineptitude as president, it was seen the presidency is too big for one person. Okay, but now you come into a situation where we are now, because we don't even know who's leading. And I did want to talk about this, but I know I'm not one of those people like, Joe Biden's not my president. No, yes, Joe Biden is my president. Yes, he is the president of the United States. But for me personally, he feel like a president and, you know, during his press conference, we learned that real quick that there's only so many people he can talk to in a press conference. That what you're alluding to is he did a single press conference. Vladimir Putin did his own. and It was a stark contrast the way Putin did his. Putin spoke for 50 minutes. He took questions from everybody, media, like CNN, anybody who wanted to ask a question, the foreign press. Biden, President Biden did his press conference and he gets up there and he said, paraphrasing, so I'll take questions. But I got to read. I'll take questions from the list that was provided to me. So he now admitted that there's certain reporters he'll call on who are going to give him friendlier answers. Now, had he done the press conference with Vladimir Putin, it would have showcased that he couldn't just hide. Yeah, he would have had and to be up there for 52 minutes with not know what kind of questions would come. I don't think Biden would have handled it. Like having a co-president as like this show, Ubaldi reports. John Ubaldi is the yeah. host. I am the co-host. So if for every reason you eat a bad uh, chicken tender and the show must go on because there's an interview or there's someone we're interviewing. Guess what? That's for me to step up. Yeah, but you know? see, but in leadership, in business, in the military, there's one command. Okay. There's no co-commander. That's what you have your executive officer do. From the military as well as that the person that is below us should know the job. That's true. That's where the vice president, he'll know the job. He goes to the meetings. Yeah. 
but there needs to be one person. I think he needs to be more involved. And that's what they've done or, since. Sure they need to be more okay, involved. Okay, but that's what they've done since Walter Mondale. Each Since Jimmy Carter started it, they've given more, like Mike Pence. Yeah. He was put in charge of the COVID task force, and he did a great job at it. And I, I would have the utmost confidence, Mike Pence, if something would to happen to uh, Donald Trump at the time, you know, him stepping up into that role. Yes. Okay. But how confident are you, first of all, with our president currently? And then how confident are you in the vice president to step in? Well, here's a quick question. I was talking with a friend of mine about that right now, and he has some of his contacts where he didn't tell me who they were or what they were, but he has contacts in the media. Yeah. They're very concerned about Joe Biden. They thought he would last a little bit longer. But the problem with that is, what do they do with Kamala Harris? Even the White House was amazed that she went, okay, they knew that she was going down to Guatemala. And then, eventually. And then Honduras, and eventually they, she went to Mexico. That They knew at some point. Still haven't been to our border yet, though. Okay, okay, but here's the point. At some point, you knew somebody was going to ask you, why haven't you been to the border? Yeah. So when she said, we've been to the border, you've been to the border? I haven't been to Europe either. And even the White House was like, that's your answer? Yeah. You could have made up something. We're first going to tackle the point of origin. We'll get to the border. Once we get this kind of solved, then we'll get down there. She could have said a multitude of things or be better prepared. Yeah. But the problem with Kamala Harris is that it's just like when she said, I support Medicare for all and I want to abolish all private insurance. She didn't understand Medicare how it works. Yeah. But going by this trip into with Vladimir Putin, all it did was elevate Vladimir Putin and elevate Russia as an equal of the United States on the world stage. Yeah. And then I think Joe Biden made a strategic blunder when he said, these are the areas you will not hack. Mm -hmm. So he put out all these red lines. And now you're if the Russia does something, now you're forced to react. Yeah. Now, the one thing. OK, I'll say this one point. People may not like Donald Trump, but our adversaries didn't know what he was going to do. He was unpredictable. And I kept him at bay. Because if you don't know what the other side's going to do, you're not exactly eager to poke the bear. Going back to, so what I saw, so they set the stage, is like a little bit of a photo op. It's a little bit of a photo op. It has, I think it had four people in the front or in the back, five people up front. But who was the center of attention when it came to the G8, it seemed like England with his the, their president. That's because it, well, prime minister, that's because... They were hosting it? Boris Johnson was hosting it in England. Where was the last one? And it was Donald Trump center of that one. The G7 last year, I believe, was canceled because of the COVID. And I think that was done virtually. See, but I think there's like a little something there. Like you can almost tell the leader or the per the front runner of, of anything when you see the that person's center of like the picture. Uh, no, okay. This one, I don't know how they decide who yeah. it is. I think may, maybe it just is a photo op where every leader of the country gets a chance to be. But I wouldn't. But if that was the case, I would I would wonder why isn't Wall Street Journal? Why isn't any news source using that picture of our president up front? See that? I don't know. But the one thing with the G7 and the NATO summits is that the United States is the big dog, is 800 pound gorilla in the room. Yeah. 
So Joe Biden goes there, and he was saying, I'm not Donald Trump. We're going to reaffirm NATO. We're going to do agreements. Mm -hmm. We're going to try to get better relations with Germany. But here's the question. What did the United States get out of it? When Okay, here's an example. Nothing. When, when Joe Biden lifted the restrictions or the sanctions off Nord Stream 2. Yeah. And just for our listeners' sake, Nord Stream 2 is an oil pipeline or energy pipeline that goes from Russia down through the Baltic Sea into Germany. It bypasses Poland and also bypassed the pipelines through Ukraine. Yeah. So Trump put sanctions on it to say, hey, you're not getting energy from Russia and you want us to protect you from Russia. So Trump, Joe Biden is trying to get better relations with Andrea Merkel and Germany. Yeah. What does it do for the United States? We're giving billions of dollars to Vladimir Putin. And it's also dubious to see if that pipeline is going to be around because there's an election, I think, in September in Germany where the Green Party who's adamantly opposed to that because they want to believe in anti-fossil fuel. But the thing is, with everything he did in Europe, what did we get out of it? So I wanted to go back a little bit because I had a question and now it came to mind, was that are you being overly critical of this current president versus our last president when it comes to how he's handling the summit? Do you see anything that he has been doing that is positive or has he just been bum uh, you know, bumbling through this whole entire thing? The only thing that's positive, he's not. I never liked the rhetoric, the attack, constantly attacking that Donald Trump pursued as president. Mm -hmm. I wish he would have dialed that portion back. Yeah. But and Joe Biden, you know, has the more presidential part aspect of it. But the problem is actions speak louder than words. Yeah. Joe Biden talks tough. But just like Barack Obama, when he was president, he put all these red lines. The annexation of the Crimea won't stand. It did. Uh, Russian incursion into eastern Ukraine won't stand. It did. And people got to remember, Russian separatists trained by Russia shot down a Malaysian airliner that killed about 240 plus people. Yeah. The one thing that I really liked about the current administration was the fact that he gave America a sense of balls. Like we you know, like we weren't to be trifled with. Well, he and then and that was and that and that kind of backed down all the other countries. Even do you think you're going to see maybe Russia poking its head around even more? Or do you think it's just kind of they're just going to let it go? What do you think? What was Vladimir Putin's? What did you think he came away with after meeting? Biden? Elevated himself on the world stage that Vladimir is an equal of Joe Biden, that Russia is an equal is a is a prominent world power on the world stage. Russia's economy is no bigger than Italy. Okay, why can't we get along with Russia? Because Russia looks at it. Okay, Vladimir Putin is a was a former KGB. He looks at Russia. Let me restate that. During the Cold War, when it was the Soviet Union, the Soviet Union to Vladimir Putin was another name for Russia. So when the collapse of the Soviet Union happened in ninety two mm -hmm. or ninety one ninety two. Boris Yeltsin took over the prime minister job. And a lot of Russians didn't like his flamboyant style, his alcoholism, his all these other, just didn't like it. But then the Russian people suffered greatly in the night. All these oligarchs and billionaires took over all these state-run industries. They pocketed all the money. There was massive, and the people suffered. Yeah. And Russia's influence on the world stage suffered. Putin comes in, that's it. And now there was an agreement that NATO wouldn't expand beyond its borders where it was. And then when 
Bush Sr., then Clinton definitely, and even George Bush Jr., expanded NATO eastward, and Russia always feared the West. But it also comes that they believe the West humiliated Russia, and Vladimir Putin is going to strengthen the Russian nation as a power at one or try to reestablish it as a power at but once. I'm once. just trying to figure out why can't okay, why can't we just all get along? Like see, why, that, why is like why see, can't America and Russia just like you're geez. looking at it the way you see it. Yeah. You've got to look at it how Vladimir Putin sees things. Well, I mean he's not gonna be president forever. But you can't look at it like that. He's already extended it way beyond. He's changed the Constitution so he can last longer. Remember, President Obama looked at, well, if I was Vladimir Putin, I would do this. You're not Vladimir Putin. He sees things differently than the way things. Yeah. To him, democracy doesn't have the ring that we like to have it. Yeah. All right. Going into the weekend, what do you got? For me, it's just working like a dog. But other than that, but for the nation, Joe Biden is back. And now he's going to have to deal with some of the issues domestically. And that includes... I still think they're going to hide him under a veil. And only will. certain people of, of the media are going to but, talk I mean, about. but still, he's got to deal with a very fractured Democratic caucus in both the Senate and the House between the progressives and the moderate. They're still trying to push an infrastructure bill that Joe Manchin says, I want it done by rec- not reconciliation. I want to get Republicans on board. And he was part of the moderate 10 Democrats and moderate 10 Republicans that tentatively agreed to almost a $900 billion infrastructure plan that would strictly go to bridge roads, highways, broadband support, Internet access. But it would be mainly paid for by unspent money from COVID, the COVID relief bill. Our listeners can get can in, take in this information and get more information on UbaldiReports.com. Make sure you check that out, UbaldiReports.com. And how else can they get a hold of us, John? You can go to Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Just type in Ubaldi Reports. If you go to Facebook, type in, you can go to Ubaldi Reports group and you can put something down there and we'll get it. We read it every day and we'd like to hear what you think. Everybody have a good day, and we'll talk to you later. All right. Have a good day. Keep listening to you, Bobby Report.